Welcome to the Creative Sober Podcast, where you will hear personal stories from sober creatives on what inspires their creative process and what works for them to stay sober. I am your host and sober creative, Missing May. I find myself growing from these conversations as I deepen my own roots in recovery. I hope they help you too. In this episode, I interview San Jose creative, Kat King, or you may know her as the Sober Doodler. Kat and I talked about recovery, how Sober Doodler came to life, what's helpful to stay accountable in sobriety, and now what connection means with people and experiences. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Kat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time out. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? So I've always been, I come from a creative family. So uh, mostly like my grandmother used to paint oil paintings and sell them. And, you know, everyone has some sort of craft that they do as a hobby. Um, My mom used to sew and have like an upholstery business. and. So everybody kind of has, works with their hands, you know, I think the only non-artists are like mechanics and like taking things apart in the garage. So it's, it's something. So I guess it kind of, my sister, she's in San Francisco. She's like a professional writer and artist. And um, so it's always been something I've liked doing. I was always looking forward to arts and crafts and class and thought, okay, one day I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to work in an art museum or something like that. Um, And so I never, well, I only for a short time, I actually worked doing creative work. I did do web design for a while Mm -hmm. and then I went into doing IT work instead, but um I used to do a lot of portraits and things like that and just make stuff because it was fun and cool. And um, it used to be a thing like I'd be high or I'd be drunk and I just come up with all these cool ideas and things to do. And I used to love to look at art under the influence, you know, and is to go to a museum drinking beer in hand if I could get away with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just something I did then I decided to become sober and I did I took a break from doing art for a while like I felt like I couldn't do it or the ideas weren't there or it just reminded me of being under the influence but at some point I you know I started actually instead of white knuckling you know the sobriety Mm -hmm, I I went and I started seeing a therapist and I I went through this um like type of rehab sort of group and mm-hmm. in there they kind of introduced art therapy and I thought oh well I like art oh, wow oh, that might be cool let's draw some stuff and then I just sort of realized okay I can do this with and and use it as a way to better myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where I started where I got to where I am now I started like doing not being a perfectionist about it too like I used to do portraits and they had to be really realistic and I don't know it have some kind of expectation for how they be had to be before I could show somebody and then I just said well I'm just gonna do it not worry about it and then um but they just went in my notebook and then I started just sharing them on Instagram 
mm-hmm. thinking, well, if people like it, cool. If they don't, they'll just, you know, scroll on by. And, you know, now I've like met a lot of people in the sober community because I started, you know, just putting captions about sobriety and things like that. And it's amazing, like how many cool people like, you know, that I wouldn't have met you if it weren't for that. Yeah, so now I've so met nice. like so many people and a lot of people locally too, which is pretty cool. So um, it's pretty, pretty amazing really how things can change and you can change your mind about how you accomplish something. Yeah. And folks, if you don't know, um, I discovered Kat through her Instagram account, uh, sober underscore doodler. And she does these amazing posts where she gets really creative with um, statements. Um, They're encouraging quotes uh, uh, translated in a very cool, colorful, uh, creative way. And if you haven't checked out her account, um, it's pretty awesome. And that's how I found you, Kit. Um, how, How did you... How did you channel like, okay, I'm going to create Sober Doodler and these, this is what the uh, theme is going to be and the message and um, you know, what was that process like when you decided to put yourself out there? That's a good question because I don't really remember the minute the light bulb came on for mm-hmm. that, but at some point, I think I saw a lot, I was looking at a lot of like apparel like there's a lot of sober Mm. apparel out there and I you know I've always followed on my personal account lots of sobriety accounts just as they pop up and there was like a lot of like apparel that Mm. I would see with the art on it and at first I thought oh that's pretty neat because I used to do graphic design and I thought I could do that but I really wasn't interested in selling anything I Mm. um so and I really like, I sit on a computer all day for work. So, you know, the part for me is just pen to paper, you know, you're, it's restful on my eyes. And so I, I don't know how I came up with it, but one day I was like, you know, I'm just going to like post it up there. And I think I was having, oh, you know what it was too? I was on Reddit, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the social distancing yeah. thing started and I couldn't go to AA meetings. I didn't, I wasn't feeling the Zoom thing mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I was like going on Reddit and getting into forums about sobriety and stuff and talking about things. And then I thought, well, I could do this on Instagram too. So I just started like, but I, you know, Instagram, you got to have a picture and it's vi- very visual. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'll just, I'll just start drawing stuff and see how it works. So I just started with one, posted it just another one posted it, you know, I, and I was, I didn't even attempt, I didn't care about followers or anything at first. I was like, I'll just try it. And then now I don't even go on Reddit at all. I'm just always on Instagram and it just kind of took off from there. And now I found like a lot, a lot of sober related creative accounts, you know, like you, like there's a lot of a lot of people, whether they're DJs or they're singers or, you know, there's a lot of other doodlers. There's people mm-hmm. who are putting little graphics. I mean, I could probably like list like a hundred different at minimum, like a hundred different people. And I was like, wow, like 
look how like much in common we all have. Mm-hmm. Yet we're all so different and unique. Yeah. I mean, just like our our own sobriety journey too. Yeah. All of, all of that looks it's individual based and you know, there's so many resources resources out there now that um you can you can pick and choose what works for you. Mm-hmm. And that's your own personal story, you know, and really you don't have to define that for anyone. If it works for you, keep doing that, you know, and that's kind of been my mantra on there. What do you do to stay in like your sobriety zone when you're creating? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, so one thing I do is I tell myself, okay, it doesn't have to be postable when you draw something, It, but you got to do something. I tell myself, now you have to do something every day. You know, just as your time, as my time, you know, to kind of decompress, let whatever flows through my mind flow. Sometimes I do get like this block where I'm like, I I don't know what I want to draw out. Um, But I just, you know, take like an hour a day and do something. And so sometimes I'll just look at other art look at things that are colorful or read some things and then something usually comes to me. I don't always post it, you know, sometimes I just let it go. Um, But yeah, I guess I just sort of try to like open myself up to just not overthinking it. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. If it doesn't look good to me, it doesn't matter. Just, just do it. Do you um, remember the moment or the experience you had when you created something that uh, you liked, that you felt good about in a sober mindset? Like, what do you remember that time where you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this without having that beer or I can do this, you know, without taking something. Did you, do you recall that moment or what that felt like? Yeah, actually, I had a moment with like it was around Christmas time. My with my family, like my mother-in-law was like, "We're gonna do this art activity," and it was like more of like this felt sewing Christmas decor type of thing. And I thought, okay, cool. And so I just started like making a little design. You know, I drew it out and um, started cutting the felt and sewing it all together and then I was like hey this looks pretty good like we should make more of these and I think it helped like because we were all together and yeah there was no expectations of it it was just pure fun and that's when I realized wow if I just do this for because even though I have this drive to create with a drink, I think I was more focused on the alcohol than the art sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I can second it, that. <laughs> yeah, you just it's sort of like you stop thinking you think you're focused on it, right? But maybe maybe you're not. Maybe it's more about the the substance. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that moment, you know, I was like, wow, I could. I can still make something and people like, and then they're, you know, my family's like, look at, you can make anything. They don't start showing me things. Like, can you make this? Can you draw this? Wow. I'm like, "Mm, I guess I can. I don't have to 
I don't have to say, hold on, let me get to the liquor store and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what would you say is like the the biggest difference that stands out to you creating something is uh, while sober versus how you used to create um, while drinking? What would be the biggest difference between those two contrasts? I think the biggest difference is the lack of perfectionism I have mm. now. I used to just be such a, I guess with everything in life, that's probably what drove me to drink too. Mm. Like everything had to be perfect. The way I looked, you know, my performance at work, even though drinking probably didn't help that. Um, just everything had to be a certain way. And I think I was living for like this what they would think of me, like, who is they? Just this audience mm. in my mind, like, I don't know what they will think. So I got to do all these things. And if I show something creative, you know, they got to like it. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be perfect. And then now I'm like, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's what makes art beautiful, right? Even yeah. whether it's song or what any of the art we try we always try to make it perfect but it's really the imperfections that make it different and interesting because right it like when it comes to visual art if mm-hmm. i was to draw a painting of you and looks exactly like you that's very that's a lot of talent that goes into it but you could just take a picture of you right if you yeah. want to look exactly, exactly what's the imperfections that make it interesting like it's a it's a different version of you that comes from my mind right mm-hmm. so i think like now i'm just like if it's if it's got some smudges or whatever it's fine it's fine it's more about the message sometimes mm, absolutely absolutely so I, think, I, love, I love that I think it translates to everything for me now too. Like I just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just put it, just do it and you'll perfect it later if it needs to be. Otherwise just leave it. And it's taken a lot of stress off of my mind. I think that helps mm. me stay sober too, you know, cause I'm not uptight about it as much. Would you mind sharing like, what your sober date is and let me look. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've had a lot of relapses, mm-hmm. you know, like I really have. I always like, let's see, four months, 22 days. And the sober date would be April 7th, 2020. That was the last time I drank. Mm-hmm. And I did that just have one thing because, um, I used to work from home only sometimes and then the virus issue came and they said work from home every day and it was raining and I was sort of depressed and I thought, "Mm, I'm just going to go have one. Yeah. And of course, one turned to, I got to get right back to that store. Now I'm going to buy vodka so it lasts me longer. And Mm -hmm. the bottles get bigger and bigger. (laughs) They get bigger and bigger. And then you think you're saving money too. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I've always been hiding it. My husband does not like it when I drink. Well, obviously, because it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like working on this hiding thing. And I, I, well, April 7th, 
or the day before that, he's like, how are you doing on your sobriety? You know, he's, and that's when I was busted. Uh, uh, but it was good that I was busted, you know, because lying, the lying about it is mm-hmm. what really makes it more insidious, I guess, you know, because now you're avoiding people and I'm, you're isolating yourself more. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, I cleaned out my closet and my car and, you know, I had a trash bag full of old bottles to throw out. And that was just, I think that slip up was like, less than two weeks but it mm. it went downhill fast it does it does I know it's just uh from what I understand it picks up where you left off yeah like real quick and yeah it's like that momentum of like just, I don't know it's addictive alcohol is addictive mm-hmm. you know and that's that's what it is and a lot of the conversation through the sober community and even people who have awareness around alcohol, you know, it's like this, it's a, a, a facade, you know, like they make it look pretty and cool people are doing it. And it's, it's big alcohol companies that are promoting and marketing something that just really isn't good for us at the end of the day. Yeah. Know? And um, it takes a lot of courage to admit um, that vulnerability about oneself and to like take the next step forward. And at times it's just one day at a time where, you know, every minute having yeah. to get through it, you know, again. So I'm glad to hear that uh, you have four months and that's awesome. And you're doing a lot through your art and inspiring a lot of folks, including myself on saying like, you know, some of these statements about sobriety can be really like, it can be, it can hit a sore spot you know, and there's a lot of processing that goes through the healing of in recovery and the way that you're able to translate it through your doodling is awesome. So I, I hope you keep doing that. That'd be terrific. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I think it's helping me, you know, because I, I have to think about it every day, you know, rather than going on with my day, like going through work and doing all the personal things and just forgetting about alcoholism altogether. Mm-hmm. that because when you forget or for me when I forget that's when I that's the most dangerous time because now I'm not remembering I'm not remembering how terrible the last time was I'm not remembering that hangover or the fact that I was driving around completely drunk I, I'm forgetting that and then that's when I think it just switches, right? I'm driving by the liquor store. Okay, I'm just going to have one. So now if I'm taking the time every day to look at, even if I'm just looking at all these other people like yourself and what everyone else is saying and talking to people, even if it's just through Instagram or something like that, now I I have to reflect on a little something every day. So it does Mm -hmm. remind me. And that reminder for me is really critical. Yeah, it's key. It's key. I I need to do it every day too. It's got to be in the forefront and a priority that I I want to stay sober. And like what you, you know, were mentioning, like if you forget or it's not a priority, that's when it sneaks up on you. You know, you let the other stuff come in. I find that I'll, I'll let stuff come in that I might not know triggered me in some way yeah and then all of a sudden I'm like why do I want a drink so bad right now 
because I just want to like numb out because mm-hmm. I missed all the cue points of self-care that got yeah. me to the point of like, okay, I just, it's overwhelming at this point. So that's where the wanting to drink can pop up for me. It makes a lot of sense. Um, What would you tell someone or share with someone who is thinking about um, pursuing a life in sobriety or someone who's newly sober? What would be uh, advice that you would give that person? I would say to go easy on yourself. I think that's the hardest part. I always see people say, well, I only have two days sober, or Mm -hmm. I only have, like I do to myself, oh, I only have four months. Who am I to say, be sober, right? People automatically, right, the self-criticism starts. Um, And if you're thinking about it, you know, you really don't have anything to lose. You know, sometimes in new, new, when you're new, you realize, wow, this is so hard. I'm having such a terrible day. I'm so depressed because you're not using alcohol as your medicine anymore. So Mm. you're going to have tough times or you can't sleep at night some nights, you know, because you're not drinking till you pass out. Um, So it's just like, be nice to yourself because it's also easy to look at, to me, like I would see people that are fit they're beautiful, they're traveling, and that's good. Like, it shows you can get there, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you don't have to be there. And then try, like, you know, if you're like us and you feel like alcohol powers you through things, you know, just try powering it without it. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> but it's, you know why else I think it's so hard? It's hard because when I when you drink to power through it, you it puts your mind on autopilot and then you don't remember as much about how hard it was yesterday because you were drunk yesterday (laughs) right then it's so true and then you're focused on today nursing your hangover especially when you have those slip-ups like wow the hangovers are so much worse than they used to be oh yeah yes so now it's like you have to you remember and you're in present and feeling like the difficulty when you're something is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and same with having fun. Like, I just think, you know, it's easy to think, well, I'm not going to have fun at a party, um, but it's okay. I think it, I realize now if, if I go somewhere, especially like to an event, let's say, or, to something going on and I'm not having fun because I'm sober, I really have to think about that. Is it because I'm not sober? If I'm not having fun because I'm not sober, maybe it's because this really isn't fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't a bad event or thing or place or people. Maybe there's nothing wrong with this, but maybe this just isn't me, right? And I'm drinking to make it be me. Yeah. Because yeah. once you start the drinking, you're really there for that feeling that the alcohol gives you. Huh. Yeah. That's, I try uh, to like process that. And there are things that I can't stand doing anymore, but I realize it's probably cause I just, I just don't like those you things. didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you know? like it in the first place. Yeah. And other times, and even with people, right? Like some people I just couldn't open up to or talk to and, you know, there's nothing wrong with those people, but maybe those aren't 
you know, the people that I'm truly have a connection with. Cause mm-hmm. other times I'll be sober and I can just meet someone in the store and t- just chat it up with them, you know, cause maybe that's, you know, you don't have the alcohol, like introducing you to who it wants to introduce you to. Mm, that, that is a great way of looking at that. Thank you, Kat. That's amazing. Where, where can we find you? Where could we reach out to you? So I have my Instagram account, which is at sober underscore doodler. Um, I also have a personal one, which is linked to that. I don't post much on there. It's just sort of like if you want to see, because, you know, you see pictures when you get a sober doodler. If you want to be like, who who is she really? Who is the sober doodler? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There she is. There's her husband. There's her dogs. There's where she lives type <laughs> of thing. So I, I kind of keep it for that purpose more than anything. Um, well, then my email, you know, I'm always open to talk to anybody, especially when it comes to sobriety community, I think is key and having somebody to chat with is important because even just a little, a little comment or text message or short mm. email, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Just that, cause it's that reminder, right? Right. Reminder, so. right. Yeah, I've had burning moments where that, that has gotten me through to the next yeah. moment. So yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for um, yours. I absolutely this is a, an honor to be meeting with you and um you sharing your story and you know, just uh being vulnerable with us and and uh you know, just creating what that sober journey looks like for us through our podcast. And hopefully we can hear again later. We can do like a, a follow-up or an update to see uh, what, what's life been looking like for you. So thank you so That'd much for awesome. your time. Yeah, thanks for yours. I'm honored that you had me on as a guest. I really appreciate it. So I appreciate the experience too, trying something new. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed my interview with Kat and inspired to learn that relapse doesn't mean to stop wanting sobriety, but means to keep going because you are worth it. I'm still learning this on my recovery journey. Just a side note, my interview with Kat was a few weeks back, so we want to wish her congratulations on her recent six-month sobriety birthday. You can reach out to her on Instagram at sober underscore doodler. She would love to hear from you. If you liked what you heard, please rate, subscribe, and leave us a review where you are listening to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Creative Sober. I am your host, Missing May. Until next time, stay healthy, stay creative.